I am Anansi, keeper of stories. Settle down while I stir the pot. Join me while I spin a tale. Welcome to Anansi Storytime. I'm your host, Boston Moss. Our story is called Hudden and Dudden and Donald O'Neary, and it is a Celtic tale collected by Joseph Jacobs. Our players are Keith Riley, Matt Olaf Hinton, Chris G., Thomas Sixton, and Jatar Tavishan. Please enjoy. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. We've been up all night hammering out this episode for you, and we could use a little help keeping the fire stoked. That's where you come in. Head over to patreon.com slash legendsmithproductions to pitch in as one of our patrons. We thank you for listening and for your continued support. Come, sit, listen. I once heard a story that started like this. There was, once upon a time, two farmers, Hudden and Dudden. They had poultry in their yards, sheep on their uplands, and scores of cattle in the meadowland alongside the river. But for all that, they weren't happy. For just between their two farms, there lived a poor man by the name of Donald O'Neary. He had a hovel over his head and a strip of grass that was barely enough to keep his one cow, Daisy, from starving. And though she did her best, it was but seldom that Donald got a drink of milk or a roll of butter from Daisy. You would think there was little here to make those two jealous, but so it is. The more one has, the more one wants. Oh, if we could only get that vagabond Donald O'Neary out of the country, then we could have that little strip of grassland. What about that vagabond's cow, Daisy? We could kill her, and if that doesn't make him clear out, nothing will. <laughs> no sooner said than agreed. It wasn't dark before Hudden and Dudden crept up to the little shed where lay poor Daisy. She was trying her best to chew the cud, though she hadn't had as much grass in the day as would cover your hand. And when Donald came to see if Daisy was all snug for the night, the poor beast had only time to lick his hand once before she died. Poor Daisy! You were a good cow. I'll not let your death be wasted. Hmm. I, I've got just the thing. Donald trudged off early the next day. Daisy's hide over his shoulder, and every penny he had jingling in his pockets. Just before he got to the fair, he made several slits in the hide, put a penny in each slit, walked into the best inn of the town, as bold as if it belonged to him, and, hanging the hide up to a nail in the wall, sat down. Innkeeper, some of your best whiskey. Ugh. Do you think I cannot pay you? Why, I have a hide here that gives me all the money I want. Well, would you look at that? What do you take for that hide? It's not for sale, my good man. Well, you take a gold piece. It's not for sale, I tell you. Hasn't it kept me in mind for years? Two gold pieces! I said it's not for sale. Three, you can- Later that evening, back at Hudden's farm- no, still not for sale. Will you lend me your best pair of scales? What? Um, of course. When Donald was safe at home, he pulled out his pocket full of bright gold and began to weigh each piece in the scales. But Hudden had followed Donald back and watched in disbelief. No sooner was Donald's back turned that he was off as hard as he could pelt to Dudden's. Good evening, Dudden. That vagabond. Bad luck to him. You mean Donald O'Neary? And who else should I mean? He's back here weighing out sackfuls of gold. How do you know that? I saw it with my own eyes. He borrowed my scales, so I followed him to see what was what. And there he was, measuring out piles of gold. 
The two went off together back to Donald's farm, walking in on him just as Donald was finishing making the last pile of ten gold pieces. Well, I never... Ah, good evening, Hudden. Good evening, Dudden. You thought you had played me a fine trick, but you never did me a better turn in all your lives. When I found poor Daisy dead, I thought to myself, well, her hide may fetch something, and it did. Hides are worth their weight in gold in the market just now. Oh, yes, of course. Our pleasure. Good evening, Donald O'Neary. Good evening, kind friends. Are you... Oh, why? The next day, there wasn't a cow or a calf that belonged to them that didn't have her hide going to the fair in Hudden's biggest cart drawn by Dudden's strongest pair of horses. Hides to sell! How much for your hides, my good man? They're weight in gold! It's early in the day to come out of the tavern. Hides to sell? Fine, fresh hides to sell? How much for your hides, my men? They're weight in gold. Making game of me, are you? Take that for your pains! Oh! What's the matter? What's the matter? Here are a couple of vagabonds selling hides at their weight in gold. <laughs> Hold them fast. Hold them fast. I'll wager it's one of the rogues who tricked me out of 30 gold pieces yesterday for a wretched hide. That Donald O'Neary. That knob dauber. What's the matter, friends? Is it fighting you've been? Or mayhap you met the police. Ill luck to them. We'll police you, you vagabond. It's mighty smart you thought yourself, deluding us with your lying tales. Who deluded you? Didn't you see the gold with your own two eyes? But it was no use talking. Pay for it he must and should. There was a meal sack handy, and into it Hudden and Dudden popped Donald O'Neary. Tied him up tight, ran a pole through the knot, and off they started for the brown lake of the bog, each with a pole end on his shoulder and Donald O'Neary between. But the brown lake was far. The road was dusty. Hudden and Dudden were sore and weary and parched with thirst. They came across an inn by the roadside. Ah, <sighs> let's go in. I'm dead beat. He's heavy for the little he had to eat. Sit still, you vagabond. If we don't mind waiting, you needn't. Donald was lumped down at the inn door for all the world, as if he had been a sack of potatoes. Donald held his peace, but after a while, he heard the glasses clink and Hudden singing away at the top of his voice. I won't have her, I tell you. I won't have her. I won't have her, I tell you. I won't have her. I won't have her, I tell you. I won't have her. And who won't you have, may I be so bold as to ask? It's the king's daughter. They are bothering the life out of me to marry her. You're the lucky fellow. I'd give something to be in your shoes. Aye, wouldn't it be a fine thing for a farmer to be marrying a princess, all dressed in gold and jewels? Jewels, do you say? Ah, uh, now couldn't you take me with you? Well, you're an honest fellow, and as I don't care for the king's daughter, though she's as beautiful as the day and is covered with jewels from top to toe... You shall have her. Just undo the cord and let me out. They tied me up tight as they knew I'd run away from her. Now lie still and don't mind the shaking. It's only rumbling over the palace steps you'll be. And maybe they'll abuse you for a vagabond who won't have the king's daughter. But you needn't mind that. Ah, that's a deal I'm giving up for you. Sure as it is that I don't care for the princess. Take my cattle in exchange. Out came Hudden and Dudden. And the one took one end of the pole and the other, the other. Ugh! I think he's getting heavier. 
Ah, never mind. It's only a step now to the brown lake. I'll have her now. I'll have her now. By my faith, you shall, though. I'll have her. I'll have her. Well, here you are. Into the lake you go. You'll not be playing your tricks on us any longer. True for you. Ah, Donald, my boy. It was an ill day when you borrowed Hudden's scales. Off they went, with a light step and an easy heart. But when they were near home, who should they see but Donald O'Neary? And all around him the fine, fat cows were grazing, and the calves were kicking up their heels and butting their heads together. Is it you, Donald? Faith, you've been quicker than we have. True for you, Dudden. And let me thank you kindly. The turn was good if the will was ill. You'll have heard, like me, that the brown lake leads to the land of promise. I always put it down as lies, but it is just as true as my word. Look at the cattle! It's only the worst that I could bring up with me. The others were so fat! There was no driving them. Faith, too, it's little wonder they didn't care to leave with grass as far as you could see, and as sweet and juicy as fresh butter. Ah, now, Donald, haven't we always been friends? As I was just saying, you were ever a decent lad. You'll show us the way, won't you? I don't see that I'm called upon to do that. There's a power more cattle down there. Why shouldn't I have them all to myself? Faith, they may well say, the richer you get, the harder the heart. You always were a neighborly lad, Donald. You wouldn't wish to keep the luck all to yourself. True for you, Hudden. Though tis a bad example you set me. But I'll not be thinking of old times. There's plenty for all there, so come along with me. Off they trudged, with a light heart and an eager step. But when they came to the brown lake, the sky was full of little white clouds. And if the sky was full, the lake was as full. Ah, now look. There they are. Where? Uh, Where? Uh, don't be greedy. Hudden and Dudden jumped into the lake, thinking the clouds were the prize they saw. They never came back. Maybe they got too fat, like the cattle. As for Donald O'Neary, he had cattle and sheep all his days to his heart's content. I hope you enjoyed the tale. When you return, perhaps I will tell you another. The story, Hudden and Dudden and Donald O'Neary, was edited by Samantha Tynes. For more information on Anansi Storytime, visit us at spiderstorytime.com. Please review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever we're available. It goes a long way to help people find us. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. What do you take for that hide? It's not for sale, my good man. Well, you take a gold piece. It's not for sale, I tell you.